You're listening to Random Fit with hosts Wendy Batts and Ken Miller, winner of a Gold Markham Award for Digital Media. Hey, everyone. Welcome to this week's edition of Random Fit. I am Wendy Batts here with my friend and co-host, Mr. Ken. Ken, how are you? I am awesome, Wendy. How you doing? Oh, you know, just living a dream and uh, really excited about today's topic because this is one that I actually teach um, in the university. I work for Penn West as well, and we have incorporated the top trends in one of our courses, and I am teaching it this semester and thought, what better way to learn more about it than to do a podcast and educate everyone? (laughs) Yeah, that's, well, that's what we do on this podcast on A Random Fit, right? We try to help educate everyone for free. So for free, free. whereas Penn West, they got to pay. But it's good to get some insight on what you think about the 2023 worldwide fitness trends as things go with fitness trends, you know, looking at, okay, well, what's here to stay and what might fluctuate uh, up and down as far as what's popular with fitness these days versus those that are kind of hit it, you know, hit it high, hit it hard when it comes to how many people buy into it, pay money for it. And then next thing you know, you don't hear about it after three months. That is true. And I think it's important to talk about maybe defining a trend versus a fad, because that's really what we're trying to to see. What's what's trending in our industry and what's going to be here to stay? What's kind of fallen off? We're going to discuss a little bit of that. But when we're looking at the definition, you know, a trend is a general development or change in a situation or the way that people are behaving. And then we have a fad that's defined as a style or an activity or an interest that's very popular for a short period of time. So while we know the differences, really just taking those and defining them separately and thinking about that, there are a lot of fads that that come in and out of this world, Ken, and luckily that's usually a good thing. (laughs) Yeah, well, I'll, I'll share that, you know, there was this cool piece of equipment that I saw on social media. And I thought, well, hey, that actually looks pretty good. I can see what their claims are. And I'm watching this piece of equipment being used. But then I had to ping my my associate out in Chicago because it was a piece of equipment related to baseball and throwing. And I think their their uh, their claim was that it's going to help with timing because of the kinetic sequence and and from foot strike to releasing of the ball. This is going to help with the efficiency of the throwing pattern. And then he goes. It's a gimmick, dude. Just here's what they're claiming. It's fancy, but stick to the fundamentals. So sometimes I'll admit I have to be kept in check and be reminded of the science of what really works and what keeps things more as a trend versus, you know, taking that little bit of science and and running away with it, which in the long term makes it a fad when it comes to equipment and and programming and things like that. So this is important for trainers to understand um actually exercisers that succumb to these these fads and the 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 marketing and the gimmicks really easy and next thing you know they're out 50 bucks because they invested in something that they thought was going to do what they wanted it to do well and i think too with social media and you know the the interwebs and everything that's out there it's easy to just to search for something and you have all of these different types of you know pieces of equipment or use this technology that it's the next next best thing 
But keep in mind, it's marketing, their claims, people are trying to sell things. And so what we're going to talk about, basically, when we were talking about the, the 20 trends for 2023, this is based off an ACSM um, uh, survey that has been done for 17 years. They've done this for 17 years. And they send out these surveys to people. And this, you know, they were talking, I was reading about the survey to find out who they are surveying. And it is people that are athletic trainers that are in the fitness industry, people that are, um, you know, have different types of licensure. And I found that to be great. And the responses came from almost every continent. So we're not just talking about this is the United States. This is worldwide. So when we talk about worldwide fitness trends, we really mean from every continent. And um, I want to go ahead and jump right in, Ken, because this could we could go on forever. But I thought number one it did not surprise me whatsoever. But it was the wearable technology. Um, it is one that was brought into um, the survey in 2016, um, and it has literally been pretty much in the top five. Um, I think it's one, two, and three since the time that it was brought in. But more people want to know about. You know, how well are they sleeping? What is their heart rate? You know, people want to know how many steps they're doing a day. They want to know, you know, if they're out on a run. Now some of this, you know, these different types of pieces of technology can help with GPS and, and knowing, you know, where they are, where they started. And um, so that one to me was not surprising at all. How about you? Uh, that that was not surprising either, because as we work clients, work out our clients, we, you know, we, we ask certain questions like, how do you feel? You know, use the RPE scale, uh, rate of perceived exertion, you know, how hard are you working? But an easy objective way of measuring that is through heart rate. So I'd ask my client, do you have a heart rate monitor? It's like, well, I don't have a heart rate monitor, but I have this little beating heart that's on my watch. And it's like, oh, you do. Okay. So, so it's hard to get away from wearables because it's so integrated into the lifestyle so whether it's fitness or just living life they get their text messages emails and everything on here but the technology is actually really diverse and expansive when it comes to what people are actually carrying on themselves every day heart rate monitor um that looks at their stride length i mean it's amazing what some of these these watches these days can tell you all the way down to HRV or heart rate variability, because now if I can look at how intense you're working out, I can get some glimpse or some insight on how you're covering looking at your heart rate variability as we've done a podcast on that already. But when it comes to wearables, I see that on the list um, for a long time, just because it's technology. Well, people are becoming more and more curious. And I think that's, you know, that's one thing. And, and people are like, but what's the validity of it? Well, if I'm using the same piece of equipment and I have it on every single day, because, you know, there's rings, there's bracelets, there's watches, there's so many different pieces of equipment that now they're, they're trying to make it fashionable even. Um, you know, I think, I think more people want to know more information about themselves. And if it's something that they're doing every day, they're going to see the, the constant trends of their own life and maybe ways that they can better it. So that one was not surprising. Number one was wearable technology. Number two is strength training with free weights. And this debuted actually um, as number four in 2020. And then it's dropped down to number eight. And then it went to number four in 2023. It's number two. And this did not surprise me whatsoever um, either. Yeah. I mean, for, for a lot of reasons, right? 
uh, when it comes to strength training, free weights, all the research. I mean, long time research, I mean, decades of research supporting all the benefits of resistance training and, of course, the use of free weights, uh, but also with, you know, gyms, health clubs, things, you know, environments like that not being accessible for a year, two years, depending on where you are, you know, you have, and this is diving into another another uh, ranked topic, but, you know, home gyms, home equipment, uh, free weights, dumbbells, very accessible, something you can bring from your garage to your bedroom, to your living room, um, so you can continue on with your, your workout wherever the environment takes you. So um, strength training, again, the research is out there, you feel different, as far as you're, you're stronger, you're more mobile, you're, you're better able to perform activities of daily living. Um, but of course, with, with the format of, of having free weights, that just makes it, I mean, that's just a com convenient modality for you to get stronger. Yeah. And, you know, again, everybody needs to think about bone density, especially as we age. So, you know, strength training is very important. Um, you know, I thought that number three didn't surprise me either. Um, it was actually body weight training. So just to think about it, it, you know, one of the reasons it's inexpensive, people can do it anywhere. You can travel with just your body weight. Um, <laughs> and so, you know, it's, it's easy for people to do. Plus, especially if you're new to exercising, it's the best way to start because if you can't control what you have and you're carrying with you every day, then you don't want to load it with external weight. So that wasn't, I didn't really think it would be number three. I thought it would be in the top 10. So that one kind of surprised me. However, I know probably why it's it's so popular this year. Yeah. And you have, I mean, from a, from a personal training certification standpoint, there's a lot of education now that's supporting body weight training. So it's, it's, it's gotten more global awareness because there are educators, there are different formats of body weight training that emphasizes, you know, animal themes, but also from a standpoint, like what you're saying, Wendy, it's like, it's hard to control what's outside of you if you can't control what's in, in inside of you. So and body weight training enables you to do all of that. But one of the reasons why I love body weight training is because like you, like you said, Wendy, it's free. I can take it anywhere when I'm on the road. I know how to challenge myself. I can get a pretty good 20-minute workout just at the foot of my hotel bed um, performing certain movements and doing that, you know, maybe four exercises for a minute and doing that for five sets, you know, you get a good lather going. You didn't have to go to a gym or pay for a day membership or anything like that. But it's also just Again, I could do it at home. I could do it on the road. I could do it in the gym if there's a certain piece of equipment that's busy. And if I know my body well enough or I know movement well enough, I can challenge my body just using body weight to mimic what I might do on a piece of equipment. Um, but Slow it down. Tempo, you know, if you don't believe it, try to do a push-up and go down for four seconds and pause and then push up and try to do that 12 to 15 times. And, and you're going to see that body weight exercises can be extremely challenging, um, especially when you put grav, you know, gravity and a little bit of time on the hardest part of the, the actual exercise that you're doing. And today on Random Fit, myself, Wendy Batson, Ken Miller, we're talking about the 2023 worldwide fitness trends that is coming from a survey from the American College of Sports Medicine. We talked about number one, being wearable technology, number two, being strength training with free weights, number three, body weight training. And then we're going to talk about number four next, which is fitness programs for older adults. Um, you know, that to me makes a lot of sense because if you think about it, you know, our baby boomers are getting older 
and people are living longer. So, you know, got to think about longevity and make sure that you can control and, and still do your activities of daily living. Research has shown too that obviously if you fall 65 years or older, your chances of, you know, breaking a hip are going to increase. The chances of you dying from that also increase, unfortunately. Plus, you know, I hate to say this, but when you're reading it and you're looking at it, it even says it on there, most older individuals that are becoming active and really getting into the gym, they have the funds to do so. And so we really need to focus and think about working with our older population, especially if you're new to the industry or if you're a fitness enthusiast and you want to help your senior population, now's the time to do it. Yeah. And, you know, with the active aging population, you know, the, the age group of 65 and older being the fastest growing age group, at least in the U.S., um, that is that is prime prime clientele for for us all, right? If you're in the if, if you're a personal trainer, right? If if you don't know how to work with the biggest opportunity, like you said, Wendy, they have the time, and they have the financial means to join a gym, but also, you know, invest in guidance because the one thing they don't want to do is, as far as my clientele, I'd say about forty percent of my clientele is over the age of sixty. And from that standpoint, the one thing they don't want to do is do things wrong, especially when it comes right. to their body. And, you know, to, just to be somebody or a resource for them, it's like, well, if when I do those wall push-ups, because, I, you know, not too many of my clients can do a full body push-up, but if they're doing a wall push-up or leaning against the counter and performing a push-up that way, again, getting back into body weight training, um, they might say, well, I feel this in my wrist, Mm -hmm. right? And if they're fearful of getting injured and they feel something that's going on, whether it's the wrist, the elbow and the shoulder. And if you're not there to help, I mean, if it's a technique issue to make the modifications to how they can perform an exercise and, and alleviate stress or unnecessary stress, or just say, hey, maybe that's not the right thing for us right now, but maybe we can work on that and progress you to this movement if it's in the cards. So, the one thing, like I said, they, they don't want to do is make a mistake and investing in personal training. Some guidance is one of the things that they will do because they, they realize, hey, I, I know that I have so many more years on this earth. I don't want to spend it injured. So or relying on someone else. That's what yeah. I hear all the time. I don't want my, my kids to have to take care of me. So yeah. my response is, well, then don't don't let yourself just sit there. Let's get yeah. you moving. Movement is medicine. We talk about that a lot because there is so much truth behind that and that actually brings us into number five which mm -hmm. i think kind of blends into you know when we're talking about the older population this goes with everyone and it is a, a trend you hear people talk about it often but when they're talking about functional fitness training so here now we're working on coordination we're working on balance we're working on activities that are going to help us um, in life when we say functional, what do you want to do? What are the activities and hobbies that you like? And then we're going to train for that. You know, there's something called the SED principle. We talk about that a lot with NASM, so the National Academy of Sports Medicine, which is you get what you train for. So you want to train for daily activities. You want to train to functionally be able to, you know, work on your heart and work on your bones and work on the muscles and make sure that everything's working as optimally as possible. And the one thing I want to add on to that, when you're talking about functional, functional fitness, you know, sitting in front of a computer and yeah, just sitting down you and whether it's on your commute, 
or this is what you do for a living, especially now that a lot of people have resorted to, um, not resorted to, but they work from home. They don't go into the office anymore, so they lose some opportunity to stand up, walk around. But you actually lose function when you're sitting down a lot. So when it comes to the idea of functional fitness, sometimes, like you said, when it's just getting back to be able to do what you need to do every day, but do it with some vim and vigor, if you will. So a lot of it's vim and vigor. Vim and vigor. I'm going to throw out from from 1970. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> vim and vigor. 1970. I wasn't born yet. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, well, actually, neither was I. <laughs> <laughs> so that one didn't surprise me, but number six coming in as at or outdoor activities. Now this in 2021, they were saying was ranked number four and 2022 it was ranked number three. And now it's ranked number six in 2023. And so I think too, one of the reasons and, you know, when you're reading a little bit more about it because of the pandemic, everyone was stuck indoors. So they couldn't go anywhere because everything was shut down but the outside wasn't. So people were going out and kayaking and hiking and, and biking and being outdoors and trying to stay physically fit. Um, so just to me, that one didn't surprise me either. Um, I didn't realize it was, that. It, I didn't think it would drop to number six considering it was you know up a little bit higher last year, but makes sense. Yeah, I mean, we, we always, when you think about out there, yeah, I, sh I should go on a hike. I should go, you know, or there's this one adventure thing I want to do. Um, but, you know, just I for me, it's time. I'd love to go outside, but <laughs> just got to make the time to do it. I think that's probably might be one of the things, one of the reasons why people just didn't rank it as high. But it's always something that I try to get my clients to do, if not myself. So I yeah. do have to uh, I do have to, you know, do what I do, what I tell my clients to do on that one. <laughs> well, and it, you know, I, what I thought was interesting was in 20, uh, 2010, it was ranked number 25. And then it said in 2011, it was ranked number 27. So when you're thinking about actor activities, it is nice to see that more and more people are getting outside yeah. and doing things and not relying heavily on their home gym or outside in a gym. They're actually getting out, hopefully socializing a little bit more now as well. Um, but number seven, head training. High intensity interval training, not surprising, but yeah. this was number one in 2014 and in 2018 and has remained in the top five each year. Um, but in 2022, it did drop out of the top five for the first time to number seven. And then this year, again, we're staying at number seven with HIIT training. Yeah, I, I, and I think with when I saw that, I was like, well, you know, it's not like you have people dropping out of that modality. If they love it, they'll, they'll usually stay. I just think other things have popped above the list on top of high intensity interval training. But I, I also think that with HIT, you also, you know, with high intensity training, there also has to be a complementing kind of recovery side of things. So this is, I'm going to throw this in here early, Wendy. If, if you're going to have something that's high intensity, you got to have something that's more recovery based. So I'm predicting I'm going to put on my little genie hat and kind of forecast it somewhere in the next year or two. You're going to see recovery pop on the top 20 list. If, oh, if I hit, absolutely. If, I'm if surprised it's not there now. Yeah. If hits on there, some kind of recovery phrase or something. Injury is, prevention. <laughs> injury pre you know, that should be. I wonder if it was actually on the survey. So for those of you at ACSM. Um, maybe you should put on the survey and see see what the, the response is on that one. 
Oh, I was reading all about how they come up with these and apparently there there's a box, there's a comment box. So, you know, the people that are taking the survey can say, here are some trends that I see in wherever I live. And they kind of look at everyone's responses and comments, plus how they answer these um, questions that they have in order to rank them. So apparently there's not enough people making those comments, but I would have definitely thought that that would have been put on there for sure. Right, right. But I think this number eight exercise for weight loss, uh, that's always at least, you know, when you, when I talk to my, my clients, what are the top three things you want to accomplish by training with me? You know, that's, you know, perform better, um, injury prevention, fat loss, weight loss, body composition is always in the conversation, no matter, you know, they, they could be a collegiate whatever athlete and they just want a division one um scholarship but it's like yeah and i and i want to look better too right so i think with with number eight um that's never gonna leave but i'm surprised too that there hasn't been more not not that it should be higher i think it could be or should be just based on again the effect of excessive um body fat percentage and the detrimental effects. And of course, what we've seen with uh, people's ability to uh, fight, um, you know, colds, flus, uh, disease, and be able to withstand that with with the least amount of um, symptomatic response. Um, so when it comes to weight loss, I think, you know, sitting down, we've seen people put on some weight over the last couple of years. And again, this is another one of those that if we look at the survey for 2024, I think it's going to go a little bit higher. Yeah. And if you if you think about it, too, and you go through and you read this article, I find it fascinating. So I, I tell everyone you should go in and read it, especially if you're you like to know more about what's going on in the fitness industry. But this is one of the ones that has been on the survey since they started this 17 years ago. So it's literally yeah, been in the yeah. top 20, but it yeah. has been ranked very high. So that's not surprising to me whatsoever. The one that I thought was interesting and makes like it warms my heart a lot actually is number nine and it's employing certified fitness professionals and the fact that it's number nine. So it's in the top 10. It shows that, you know, this wasn't a top 10. It was actually, I think, top 13 for 20 and 22. Um, but it's it shows that the industry and the people that are looking for you know, fitness professionals that are certified. And when we say certified guys, they've, they've completed the educational um, programs. They are looking for accredited health and fitness certifications and specializations that we offer and trying to get help knowing the importance of human movement science, proper biomechanics, which is just movement, and then exercising for specific goals the right way. And so I was very, very excited to see that this made the list and that it was that high up. And this is this is actually where I gained my entry into the to the fitness field. I, I worked in corporate wellness and I worked with uh, a few different companies. One as an intern, I got hired on and then I moved and I was able to find a job act pretty easily working for a corporation and working on site with their employees. I mean, that's that's a little bit different than what this this thing is, what this number nine is. But the fact that you know, there is an investment in educated fitness professionals to work with the masses, which is also a great transition for number 10, personal training, where again, as consumers, you know, if you if you have a certified and experience and somebody that has a background in what it is that you're looking for, 
a certified personal trainer is, is somebody who's going to hold you accountable, look at your goals, assess you, look at where you're starting. And, and again, they are your guide to get you to where you want to go. So again, when it comes to the worldwide trends, I am glad that personal training is, is, is top 10, if not number 10. So it's glad to have that educational, that guided experience when it comes to, um, to fitness. Yes. And 2023 worldwide fitness trends is what Ken Miller and myself, Wendy Bats, are talking about today on Random Fit. And just a quick re recap of the top 10. And then we're going to briefly go into the, the you know, 11 through 20 because we can't leave you hanging. If we say there's 20, we can't just talk about 10. But number one, wearable technology. Two was strength training with free weights. Three was body weight training. Four, fitness programs for older adults. Five, fitness, um, functional fitness training. Six, outdoor activities. Seven, the HIIT training. Eight, exercise for weight loss. Nine, employing certified fitness professionals. So, woo -woo. and 10, personal training. Now, number 11, okay, so I'm surprised this doesn't make the top 10 because you know, Ken, this is my all time favorite topic to talk about. I love it. I think it's super important. It is the core, it is actually where action starts, it's where movement begins. And Core training is number 11. So at least it made the list. It's in the top 20, but it is now number 11. Yeah. And um, I think with that, it, it, it is a popular area to work or region to work within the body. And there's a lot to be understood about it, considering all the, all the things that are out there, gimmicks, marketing, all those things that are designed to help strengthen and stabilize that region of the body. But I think this is where, again, number 10 helps you with number 11. So when, when you have a guided instructor with a personal trainer or somebody that's fitness oriented in their career, they can help you you know, maximize the core. Uh, however, we're defining it. Again, this is not a core, uh, a core podcast. There's approximately 29 muscles that make up the core, and we talk about. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> There's I a guess, in the love the topic. <laughs> but number 12 is um, circuit training, and so you know the good thing about when they're putting these on here is they're they define what they're talking about because circuit training, hit training, all of this could kind of be used interchangeably depending on who is talking about it. And so the way that they're defining this one is basically approx approximately 10 exercises um, that are completed in succession. And, you know, they have a predetermined sequence. And so basically if somebody comes into the gym, they are just follow kind of like a step-by-step, step. they go from one to another to another. And then they do that however many times for the amount of time they're in for that, that training session. And circuit training was number 12. Yep. And it's it's something that I use with a lot of my time precious clients, those that don't have a lot of time. It's a lot of a, a way to get a lot of work done in a short amount of time. So circuit training, I think, is it's just you, you can't it's it's there to stay. I'll say it that way. Yes. And then number 13, home gym, you know, home exercise gyms. You know, it was when you kind of read through this, this obviously dropped, um, you know, from number two in 2022, it was number 13 now in 2023. And it makes sense because we had the pandemic. People couldn't go anywhere. 
you know, some people couldn't leave their house because they might have had like an elderly parent or somebody that was high risk uh, living with them. So even being able to go out and do certain things um, was scary for some people. Um, and so therefore, people bought a ton of equipment. I don't know, Ken, if you actually look to try to go any of anywhere to buy something, everything was sold out. As soon as the pandemic hit, you know, it was really hard to find resistance bands and pieces of equipment. And then people started retailing them. So, so you know, at the end of the day, not surprising whatsoever that that's number 13. I'm actually kind of surprised it's still as high up as it is, but. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, this is, yeah, it's these pieces of, they've been bought, so they're there. And with gyms, health clubs, you know, these places where you can go in mass, they're, they're available now. So, mm -hmm. so yeah, I, I, I'm going to say bye-bye to that right now. Cause I don't think that's going to make the top 20 next year. Yeah. And group training is next. I mean, again, this is coming in at number 14. So, you know, this is where you have instructors teaching and leading individuals um, and in-person classes for different fitness goals. To me, this group training and circuit training, a lot of this to me is kind of the same. I know, again, everything's kind of defined differently. It's not surprising because I think if you have a group, there are specific gyms out there. I actually helped open some of them um, where you did group training with your friends and you knew that the accountability was important. And so I'm glad to see yeah. that it still made the list. Um, that one wasn't surprising. But number 15, I kind of chuckled with because we say this all the time. Number number 15 comes in as exercise is medicine. Yes. Like, how is that a trend? That's really not a trend. It's a saying. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it's how people are getting involved with fitness, right? They, they, there's some kind of, they've been referred to a personal trainer for the purpose of addressing a certain issue, whether it's, you know, something like you mentioned, when the bone density uh, function, pain, irritation, uh, because of poor movement pattern. So I think, yeah, exercise is medicine should be number one uh, for as many times as we say it. Uh, but yeah, definitely uh, probably, I think as people get, again, older in age, their body starts going through some things. I think that's going to be one of those that climbs up a little bit. Yeah. And I mean, when I say that I was, you know, if you read a little bit more about it, it's about a credential that, you know, basically there are more assessments and people are taking, um, right. you know, taking your health and consideration physicians as well as trainers. And so, so when we, we say that jokingly, there is credentials and actually courses yeah. out there that are around the importance of exercise and how it is medicine for the body. Um, but then it kind of blends into 16, which is lifestyle medicine. And here right. we're talking about healthy behaviors as the foundation to medical care and disease prevention and health promotion. So to me, still should be in the top 10 because your life yeah. Is, yeah. is your life. <laughs> That's right. And, and what comes along with that is yoga at number 17, right? So for some of the reasons why people do and implement yoga into their exercise routine is, is basically for that right? To achieve some of those, those benefits. And, you know, if you have a good instructor, just like anything else, it's, it's, uh, it's going to help things out from that vantage point. Yep. And then we have number 18 is licensure for fitness professionals. Again, you know, depending on your yeah. scope of practice and work, obviously having a license in your state is extremely important. Um, but then I thought 19 um, was, was interesting, the health and well-being coaching, you know, again, this was something that started really um, it's always been in the top 20 since it debuted in 2010. Um, but, you know, people are, are still 
working with their uh, health and life coaches. So stick with it. Yeah. And I think the last one is mobile, uh, mobile exercise apps. And we've talked about that on another podcast. So uh, when it comes to tracking and, and getting guidance, again, if you know, what's, what's the saying, Wendy, there's, there's an app for that and yeah. fitness, definitely no different. So I think, you know, with this, with this 2023 fitness trends worldwide, again, it gets us out of our heads when it comes to what we see here in the U S but we know that we have a lot of international uh, listeners, especially from Germany, Philippines, uh, Serbia. Uh, but this is a reflection of what's happening in the world of fitness. And I think, um, to take these things into consideration, looking at what your clients are, are looking for and what your clients might have some questions on. If you are a fitness professional, it's, it's good to have some foundation and understanding about these, these points. Yes. And Ken, thanks for, thanks for going through the, the top 20 um, based on these survey results. And this was a lot of fun just to kind of do a quick recap to see our thoughts in relation to what actually yeah. came out on paper. <laughs> yeah. And we'll, we'll have this discussion again in another year, right, Wendy? Yes. <laughs> All right. So for those of you listening to us here on Random Fit, thank you for taking your time out of your day listening to this topic of 2020, 2023 fitness trends worldwide. So if you liked what you heard today, like, follow, subscribe, download and share, comment. Let us know what you want to listen to on Random Fit. So until next time, take care and be well.